afternoon, good morning, good evening. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Wherever you're tuning in from, thank you so much for being with me today. Um, it's going to be one of those special shows that it's just you and me um, going through some interesting uh, topics today. So I hope you'll join me. Um, of course, we always do this show every uh, Thursday here on TalkRadio.NYC, on Wednesdays at KMET out of uh, Palm Springs, California. You know, I I, I so love uh, the West Coast, and I'm so grateful for KMET for carrying my show. Um, and I'll actually be out on the West Coast for six weeks starting uh uh, first week in, in March. So uh, anybody in the San Diego area, reach out to me. I'll be there for six weeks. All right. So our topic today, and this is something that kind of came up recently in conversations, is about why expressing our needs is so hard for us. And, I, and this is something that I don't often hear people talk about. Um, so I hope uh, that the perspective I give you today and the, t the stuff I talk about will have some real uh, meaning for you and will really help you um, take a different look at this. Um, because I think when we learn to express our needs and allow ourselves to have our needs fulfilled, like life just gets so much easier. But first, of course, we have our uh, little section from my book, Everyday Awakening. And uh, of course, the, the, the show is not complete without my little section of my book, Everyday Awakening. And this section is entitled, Every New Dawn is a Chance to See the World with New Eyes. I think probably apropos for what I'm going to talk about today. What if everything we think we know is wrong? What if our history is incorrect? What if the basic assumptions we base our life on are just not right? Could we face up to the truth and go on living? Could we admit that we've been wrong about our beliefs and face life anew? Could we see the world with new eyes, letting go of all we believe is true? It takes both a strong will and an open heart to hear something that challenges everything we've held dear. In today's changing world, where information is being revealed to us at breakneck pace, this is exactly what we have to contend with. Keep in mind, I wrote this before the pandemic. Our view of the history of the planet is constantly being challenged as new discoveries show that life is much older than we first thought. New scientific evidence is showing that the start and evolution of the universe might not be what has been accepted for so long. I, I actually just saw an article that said they discovered like six ancient galaxies out there that are so old they it doesn't make sense so our, our sense of history is totally changing in our individual lives our views of our ancestors and parents change over time now that people are living longer we see things differently our perspective as a race is changing Everything around us seems to be morphing. The interconnectedness of life is more evident to us than ever before. Technological development is turning science fiction into fact. The cell phone of today was once a fantasy device on a TV show. Technology as we know it is improving at a pace where what changes in a single lifetime formerly took generations to achieve. So how can we feel confident that we really know what is going on? 
How can we hold on to old beliefs so tightly in the face of radical change? How can we stay the same when everything around us is mutating at light speed? The time has come to release our grip on assumptions that have ruled our lives for generations on how things were and how they will be. The time has come to look at each new day as if it means we are living in a brand new world, a brand new reality, because that is where we live. Every day we are faced with a new reality based on new discoveries and experiences. Perhaps looking at our personal history and letting go of the stories we and our family have long lived by would be good for us. It would be good for us to let go of the meanings we have made of experiences that no longer serve us to wake up each day and release something old in our minds and hearts, to be as a child who knows it knows nothing, and to be open to life bringing us whatever it brings us without judgment or judgment or reservation. What a beautiful journey awaits us in this new world. So where can you let go of some long-held beliefs and see life with brand new eyes? You know, it it's really kind of funny how I wrote this, I don't know how many years ago, and somehow it feels more true today than it ever did before. There are new discoveries constantly where they're finding uh, uh, remains, uh, skeletal remains, tools, uh, uh, examples of, of civilization, of, of, uh, you know, people and things happening way older than what we originally thought. And it's something that a long held belief I'll try and hold it lightly that actually the universe is much, much older than scientists think it is. And that the planet could also be much, much older. And indeed you you've seen, I've had uh, guests come on my show talking about things like Atlantis and, and ancient advanced civilizations and, you know, we have a tendency in this modern world to think that modern civilization is only about five, 6,000 years old. I have a sneaking suspicion it's actually much older than that. This is just the latest round of modern civilization. The pyramids, we have a sense of maybe how old they are, yet new techniques to measure the age of of objects and things is showing us that things are actually much older i've had on dr sam osmanagic who is the person who discovered the discovered the pyramids in bosnia and according to his carbon dating and, and things they found in the pyramid it's they're at least 40,000 years old at least 40,000 years old, which means there was a civilization advanced enough to build a pyramid 40,000 years ago. Indeed, humans, we've been around for quite a long time. And to think that civilization is only less than 10,000 years old, I think that maybe, perhaps, that might be a little naive. And and I really have to give credit to a gentleman who, who's no longer with us. But a lot of the inspiration for this passage from my book came from Lloyd Pye. Um, L-L-Y-O-D. Um, L-L-Lloyd. 
Awaidi Pai, P-Y-E, who passed away in 2013. Because there was this video I found, I can't even remember, I think someone told me about it, entitled, Everything You Know Is Wrong. And it's still on YouTube, and if you want to see it, type in, Everything You Know Is Wrong, Lloyd Pai, P-Y-E. And it's a and it's a, about a two-hour lecture that he gave at some conference. The quality of the recording is not very good. But the information he presents in it is astounding. You don't have to believe anything, he says. But if even one-tenth or one percent of what he says is true, there there is so much about life that we take for granted that is totally not based on reality. And so, and then, and then I found out he wrote a book called everything, you know, is wrong. And it's, I think it's still available on Amazon. And he wrote a second book called, um, everything we know is still wrong. (laughs) And, uh, if you're a curious person and you're open to learning about some things that might shake uh, what's typically held as as reality or truth i'd recommend you check it out just to see just to see what what somebody else from a different perspective might might have and i have to tell you after doing my show for 12 and a half years and having on all kinds of people who who have lived miracles and have had unusual experiences and who've actually done real research on things that most people consider to be woo-woo or out there or not grounded in reality. You know, at some point, there's just so much evidence that things are not the way we typically believe they are that you have to open yourself up to the fact that there's more in life than we realize. Right, it's that old Shakespearean line. I think it's as more true today than when Shakespeare wrote it. Um, th- there is more um, uh, that the truth is far stranger um, than dreamt of in your philosophy. Oh, I can't remember. If anyone's listening to the uh, um, on the YouTube live video, um, please, if you if you know the the quote I'm thinking of. Um, it basically is just like how the world is much stranger than even fiction. You know, the whole idea that truth is stranger than fiction. But again, this quote is about seeing the world with new eyes. And this was something that, you know, sort of made me realize that every new day that we wake up from sleep is a new opportunity for us to experience something new, to learn something that shocks us, to to face life as a new adventure that's full of possibility. And when you're stuck in a job or in a rut or in a situation that you've been stuck in for a long time and and it, it just crushes your soul and you can't wait to get out of it and you don't know what to do, it, it can feel like life is drudgery. And what I'm talking about here is if somehow we can find the way to open up our eyes in the morning and say, what new miraculous, amazing thing is life going to bring to me today that's going to shock me out of my slumber? then life can still be a magical adventure. That indeed, there is more uh, more amazing things that can happen. Uh, I was in just a, a networking group the other day, and I was facilitating the room, and I had to create my own question. So it was, have, have you experienced a miracle? What a miracle have you experienced? And out of the four or five people in the room, it's like, Everybody had a little something or knew of something that was a miracle. I recently had someone very close to me find out that she no longer has hepatitis B, which is supposedly incurable. But but how did she release that condition? Because she kept doing 
her work. She kept working on herself and, and uh, releasing trauma and, 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 and allowing herself to release the, these old energies. And it's from doing that deeper work that she believes that miracle happened. Miracles do happen. And I bet if you ask enough people, have they ever experienced a miracle? Before too long, you're going to come across somebody who experienced something that is going to totally blow your mind. So maybe for this week, let's do that. Let's just ask everyone we meet, people we talk with, have you ever experienced a miracle? Do you know anybody who's experienced a miracle? And see what they say. And see how many people it takes for you to ask that question of before you hear something that truly rocks your world. Because I can guarantee you it's out there. And it's not that far away from you. You just have to look for it. All right. I'm over time for this segment. But that's uh, the section from my book. Every New Dawn is a Chance to See the World with New Eyes. And of course, that's from my book, Everyday Awakening, which you can find at www.everydayawakeningbook.com. All right. Well, um, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, I'm going to start diving into our topic for this week, which is why expressing our needs is so hard. And I think this is a really great topic and something that can really serve you. So um, um, I hope uh, some of you are tuning in on on the YouTube live. And uh, I would love to hear your thoughts, your comments, and uh, have you join the conversation. It's just you and me for the hour. So please join me. Thank you so much. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this live every Thursday on talkradio.nyc from noon Eastern to 1 p.m. And uh, Wednesdays on KMET in Palm Springs, California, 10 a.m. And we will be right back in just a moment. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. So our topic this week is why is expressing our needs so difficult, so challenging for us? And 
it's really quite interesting because when we learn to express our needs, that's how we get them met. And you would think that this is something, well, as children, we usually have no problem expressing our needs, right? When you're a little kid, um, you're more than happy to tell your mommy or daddy, oh, I want this, I want that. But somehow, when we grow up, it's a little more challenging to say, oh, you know, I, I, I want this or I need that. Which is really kind of funny. Because something that comes so natural to us as children ends up being so challenging for us as adults. And indeed, like, um, uh, especially when it comes to relationships, right? When we're in a relationship with someone, how often do we end up not expressing our needs in a relationship? How often is it so challenging for us to to just tell our partner or 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 to our uh, the person we're with oh you know i i really could use this right now i really could use that right now and it's really kind of funny that you know we're so quick to um to really like give the other person what they need yet it, it's so challenging for us to give ourselves what we need or to ask for what we need in life and i really find it um so confusing Because unless we truly get our needs met, how can we meet anyone else's needs? It's kind of the old adage, and I've talked about this before, that we need to fill up our own cup before we can really give to another person. Because if our cup isn't full, if we're not giving from our overflow, then we're giving from lack. And when we give from lack, it drains us even more. And it's not really what the other person needs. So it doesn't serve anybody to, to give from lack. And so that's why I really think this is a very important part of just learning how to live is learning how to ask for what we need. Because let's face it, as adults, nobody else is a mind reader. Nobody else knows what's going on inside of us the same way we don't know what's going on inside of anybody else. And so it really comes down to us being willing to express what we truly need in any given situation. Now, this is true in our personal life, with our family, with our friends, in our business and career. If your boss or manager or somebody comes to you and says, here, I need you to do this project, and they throw it at you, and you don't have all the information, or you don't have all the tools you need to, to, to make this project happen, then you need to speak up and say, oh, I'd love to do this, but I, I need X, Y, or Z. Yet how often are we afraid to speak up for what we need? How often 
do we just kind of shrink back and say, oh, uh, okay, and, and we just try and figure it out on our own? You know, this lone wolf syndrome of a, we got to do everything on our own. We got to take care of ourselves. We just got to figure it out on our own. That's not really the way we're built. We're social creatures. We're designed to work with other people. And so it's up to us to be willing to say, I need something. I need your help. And indeed, it can be very scary. I want you to think about it. Just think about in your own life. How many times, or even maybe just think of a situation where you needed something from another person and you didn't ask for it and you were afraid that fear kept you from asking for it. We've all had those experiences. And again, it, it, it may have been a work situation. It may have been a family situation. Family situations are tough. It may have been an, a, a, a personal or an intimate situation with a partner or a spouse or a lover. And so if we understand why it's so challenging us to for us to speak up for ourselves, then it'll make it a little easier for us to start to change that behavior and change the way we've shown up. And so I, I want to dive into that in the next segment because I see I just got a little bit of time before my next break. But it can often be confusing because sometimes we can do certain things we feel are vulnerable, but still not ask for our needs. And so we think we're being vulnerable. We think we're being authentic, but only up to a point. And I'll get into what exactly I mean by all that. In, in just a moment, but I didn't want to, I don't want to start into that and, and then, and then have to take a break. So let me go to break. And when we come back, I'll get into, uh, why we're, what it is about expressing our needs that makes it so challenging. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And I see loyal listener, Patty running a little late, but checking in finally. I'm so glad you're with us, Patty. I do hope uh, my other loyal listeners will, will tune in as well. Okay. So everyone, please stay tuned. Again, uh, if you can go to youtube.com slash talking alternative, you can see the live Facebook video and uh, uh, please join in, comment. Let me know what you think about expressing your needs. What when have you been in a situation when you didn't express your needs? And and let's dive into why that's the case and what we can do to be more aware, more conscious of it, and perhaps shift that behavior a little bit. Okay, we'll, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll see you in just a moment. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. 
Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about help to advocate for all of us. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back. So let, let's get into it. So so why exactly is expressing our needs so hard? And, and it's really kind of funny because some people, uh, you know, think like, well, I'm, I'm really good at expressing my feelings or I'm, I'm, I'm really good at expressing my opinions. And yes, expressing your feelings can be a bit vulnerable, but actually expressing your needs is far more vulnerable for us than expressing our feelings. And it's kind of funny because especially men are not very good at expressing their feelings. Women much, much better at expressing your feelings. Hats off to you women. Um, But even in expressing your feelings, I noticed there's this tendency, well, I expressed my feelings. They should just know what I want or what I need. And the answer is no. We don't know what you need just because you expressed your feelings to us. By expressing our feelings, we're telling a person where we are right here, right now. You know, what we're experiencing in the moment. But we're not telling the person what it is we need. We're not saying you know, this is how I feel and I need this to, to feel better. Or I need this to, to, to feel like there's something more here. And the reason why we don't express our needs is because we could be rejected because they may say no, or they may just say, that's nice, but I can't do anything about that. And that fear of rejection, that fear of the pain we would feel if we expressed our needs and the other person denied them, that, that is why we avoid it. That is why we don't express our needs. That is why we, we rarely say, uh, this is what I need. Think about it. I'm gonna, and I'm just gonna use uh, um, an intimate relationship, partnership, just because it's so much easier to to use that as an example and highlight something. And and I hope this will um, give you. Uh, a good example that you'll be able to apply to other areas in life. Cause it's true in everything, not just in, in intimate relationships. There's a couple, there's some problem between them. Maybe the, the, there's communication is kind of broken down a little bit. One person feels like the other person isn't um, acknowledging them. And so one partner goes to the other one and says, you know, I feel so unseen. I feel so unacknowledged. I feel like my needs are not important to you. I feel like da-da-da-da-da. And they're expressing their feelings. And their partner is looking at them 
like, oh, I had no idea. Probably because the person never really expressed the need that they need, wanted. But they're sitting there listening, thinking to themselves, wow, I had no idea you were feeling like this. And then the other person just stops with saying how they're feeling. And then the person listening to this person, number one, is like, oh, okay, thanks for letting me know. I didn't know you felt that way. And nothing changes between them. And a few days later, they, they talk about it again. It's like, I told you, I feel this, I feel that. Da, da, da. And the person's like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I got that. And the unspoken thing, the thing that's not said is, what do you want me to do about it? And so if the person who feels unacknowledged, unvalidated, if they don't have the courage to say, and I need you, when I say this, or I do this, I need you to do X, Y, or Z for me, in order for me to feel heard, seen, validated, loved, whatever the feeling is. If they don't say, I need you to do this, then the person listening is like, oh, well, I had no idea. Oh, you need me to do that? Sure, I'll do that. So the sure, I'll do that, that's in like the best of cases. But what happens if they say, well, you know, I really need you to just spend time with me. And what if the person says, well, I would love to, but you know, I'm in the middle of this project. I got all this pressure at work and I just don't have the time. I, I, I'm so focused. I got all this pressure and, and, and what little bit of free time I need for me to just be with myself. So now how does the first person feel who expressed their need? They're going to feel like they've been rejected. They just said what their need is. And now the person is telling them they can't do that. Now, you see, here's the thing. The person who said they can't meet their needs is not rejecting the first person. They're merely saying, I don't have the capacity to give you what you want. Doesn't mean they don't love you. Doesn't mean they don't care about you. Just means they don't have the ability in the moment to give you what you're asked for. And what is the natural human tendency when we hear that? Oh, you don't care about me. Oh, you don't love me. Oh, I, I told you what I needed and, and you're not, you know, going to fill my need. And if the person says that, now the person hearing that is going to say, I feel now I feel judged. Now I feel I'm not good enough. Now I feel like no matter what I do, you, you, you're going to be upset at me. And we get into this whole nasty spiral. And the reason why is because to expect one individual to meet all of our needs is unrealistic. Or to meet those needs all the time is unrealistic. Because we all have our own life. We all have our own experiences that we're dealing with. And sometimes we're just barely hanging on by a thread or, or we're just having such a hard time meeting our own needs that it's too much of a burden for us to meet someone else's needs. And so that's the thing is that we place our needs on another person and if they won't or they can't give it to us, we feel that's it. But you see, that's not it. Because there are many other ways to get needs met. It's sort of like if as a child or, or an, let's say an adult child going to a parent and saying, oh, you never loved me. You never listened to me. You never heard me. I can't send it. And, and the older person is like, too bad. Suck it up. You know, they're of a different generation. They Then they can't relate to what you're saying. 
You know, is that the only person you can get that need met from? No. Not saying you have to get it met from your spouse, but maybe you go see a therapist. Maybe you see a counselor. You find someone else you can talk to that when you talk to them, you feel seen and heard. Or maybe it's a friend or a colleague. And just because somebody else can meet a particular need that we have, and our partner or or whoever doesn't, doesn't mean we need to leave that partner. It doesn't mean the relationship is over. It just means for that particular need that we asked for, that we're unable to receive from that person, that we need to find some other way or some other person to get that need from. But if we don't, express that need, how can the other person possibly know that's what we need? Again, human beings are not mind readers. We don't know what each other needs unless we express it, unless we tell the person. And of course, how we tell the person what we need is as equally important as telling them what we need. Because if we're yelling at them, oh, you don't do this and you don't do that and I do this and I need that, who wants to hear that? Who's going to listen to that? But if we say to the person in a little bit more calm manner, (laughs) in a little bit more human way, a little more compassionate way, you know, when you do X, Y, or Z, I feel A, B, or C. And what I really need is for you to do E, F, and G. Now, suddenly, you give a little context and you let the other person know when they do whatever, it causes you to feel a certain way. And what you need to help you in that kind of situation is this. But you see, that's truly being vulnerable because now we're being human. We're admitting to the other person, like, we need something from you. And that's a very scary place to be because we're constantly worried about, well, what if they reject us? What if they say no? But here's the thing. What if they say yes? What if they say oh my God, I had no idea, or oh my God, I've been waiting for you to tell me what you need. And now that you've told me, absolutely, I'm more than happy to do that. It's so funny. I mean, human beings really are funny. If you can step back and just observe things impartially, we're truly hysterical the way we show up in life and, and what we do in life. But, um. It's really an opportunity. Yet we have to be confident enough to be able to say, I need this from you. And know that they might say, okay, or they might say, I'm sorry, I can't do it. All right. I have to go to my last break for the show. When we come back, I'm going to wrap this up and talk about how do we get our needs met and how do we make the most out of a situation when we're having challenges with that. Okay, you're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we will be right back and tie this all up in a nice bow for you in just a moment. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? 
I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. everybody welcome back so we're talking about needs we're talking about getting our needs met now here's the thing it's challenging for us to express our needs because that's the most vulnerable position we can be in because when we ask for something the other person could always say no however ultimately The one person who can truly fulfill our own needs is us. Now, this is not to say, not necessarily all our needs. I mean, yeah, we're we're social creatures. We need to be with other people. But when we go and we're in a relationship with someone, and it doesn't matter if it's a business relationship, a familial relationship, an individual relationship, It's always good to first ask ourselves, why do I need this person to fill this need? To look at it and be a little more aware. Like, does it really need to be the person you're asking to fulfill this need? Or are they only one of a number of possible people we can ask? Also, is there a way to get our own needs met? Is there a way for us to feel more whole, more uh, seen, more together than looking to someone else to do it? So, So one of my teachers, he often says that when we're looking for something externally, it's because we're not giving it to ourselves internally. So if we're looking for validation from someone else or acknowledgement or to be seen or to be heard, it's because we're not validating ourselves. We're not acknowledging ourselves. We're not seeing ourselves. We're not hearing ourselves. And once we do, suddenly getting other people to validate us, acknowledge us, see us, hear us is somehow not quite as important because if we truly love ourselves if we truly honor ourselves if we truly know and admit and allow ourselves to feel how awesome and amazing we really are then who the hell cares what anybody else thinks? Ooh, I see Patty uh, making a comment on the live stream. You are spot on in your message today. Relationships after retiring are challenging. New hobbies, more time to spend on, quote, their new interests. Makes for new ways to find what I do now. Oh, to find, makes for new ways to find. What do I now need? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's kind of interesting. At different stages of life, we have different needs. 
I mean, when we're young in our 20s and 30s, it's all about uh, meeting people and, and starting our career. And then the older we get in the 30s and 40s and 50s, it's about settling down. Uh, potentially, you know, many people want to have a family, have kids. You know, other people just, just you know, want to do something different. And there are all kinds of different possibilities. I'm giving you like the traditional societally accepted ways we 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 act in life. And then as we get older in our 60s and 70s, it's like, okay, enough work. I'm tired. I want to enjoy life. Though personally, I think, why do we put off enjoying life until we're retired? We should be enjoying life all through life. But at different points in life, we have different needs. And the first thing we need to do when we recognize, and sometimes we don't even recognize we have a need, but the first thing to do when we realize we have a certain need is to first ask ourselves, how can I meet my own need? Or can I meet my own need? And sometimes we can, and sometimes we can't. You know, as an example, I was talking about, you know, when you're at a job and, and your boss or your manager gives you something to do and you don't have everything you need. You may not have all the tools. You may not have all the information. So you can't meet your own need in that way. And you go to your boss and you're like, hey, I need information on this. And he's like, I'm too busy. Go figure it out on your own. And he doesn't ask, give you what you ask for. Then you got to step back and say, okay, well, who else can give me what I need? Maybe there's somebody else in the organization, someone else in the company you can go to who has that information or can help you figure out or find where to find that information. So it's not always up to the person you go to to get that need filled. And again, many times we can fill our own need. Many times we can't fill our own need. But I can almost guarantee you, for the vast majority of time, that we have some kind of need, especially an emotional need, there's not only one person in the world who can fill that need. There are often many other people who can fill that need. We just have to be willing and open to allow someone else to fill that need. And just because they fill that need, does not mean like they're the one person for you does not mean like you should leave your current relationship because this person, you know, is filling that need for you. It just means for that particular need, that is the right person for you. And indeed it's kind of why it's good to have a few close friends, not just one. Now, you can't have too many close friends because to truly develop a close relationship, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes energy. Some people are more able to connect with more people than others. But by having a few close friends, maybe one friend is the person, you know, you go out to the bar with. Another one is the one you go to the movies with. Another one is the one you go out to eat dinner with or something. Or, you know, one person, you know, you talk all about like work stuff. One person you talk all about personal stuff with. One person you talk about your hobbies. I mean, there's, there's a bazillion different ways you can divide up your needs. But by allowing multiple people to be at least the potential for where you can get a certain need met, then we don't place everything all at once on that one individual. And to place all of our needs on one individual, again, it, it's too much of a burden. It doesn't make sense. There are very few people in this world who can meet all the needs of another human being. Yet that's what we tend to think when we get into a relationship with someone. 
So I'm here to tell you, you know what? You don't need to have all your needs met by one person. Unless that one person is yourself. And ultimately, ultimately, there's always a way to find, to meet your own need. That when we free ourselves from the mindset that it has to be this individual to do this for me, we open ourselves up to a whole cadre of of different possibilities and different people and different ways of doing things. And I just want you to think about it for this week. How can you fill your own needs? How can you first be willing to express your need to another human being, to be willing to be that vulnerable, to be okay if they say no, And that saying no does not mean they're rejecting you. They're just saying they don't have the capacity to meet that need for you. And there's no reason to judge a person. There's no reason to make them wrong. It's just where they are at at that time. And maybe today they can't meet that need, but maybe six months from now they could. So again, being open and flexible and seeing each day as a new opportunity for new experiences, that can really help us to find different ways. Ooh, and I see my another loyal listener, Sanaya, um, checking on the Facebook Live. Glad you're here, Sanaya, even though you're late. And we're just about to end the show. Um, but you can always catch the replay. So, of course... Just a reminder to everybody listening, if you missed any part of today's show and you want to hear more about what I've been talking about expressing your needs or about the section of my book, Every New Dawn is a Chance to See the World with New Eyes, you can always catch the replay on talkradio.nyc. And of course, we're available on all the podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio. Please subscribe to my podcast. Just search for the Conscious Consultant Hour on whatever your favorite podcasting platform is. And you know what? If you would leave a review, like a five-star review, that would be even completely awesome. See, I'm expressing my need because actually I can't review myself. But if you could review me and say, Sam's wonderful, great. Listen to the Conscious Consultant Hour. I give him five stars every week. That would be totally awesome. So here I am modeling for you how to express your needs and to be vulnerable. Thank you for tuning in. It's been a pleasure. Next week, I have a wonderful guest in store for us, Bob Russo. I'm really looking forward to bringing this guy on. I think you're going to love him. Take care. We will talk to you all next week. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 